Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. For a lot of Americans, February the 10th was a real revelation about a certain city in America, and it just happens to be the city that I live in. Yes, Nashville, Tennessee. I want to talk about it in this podcast, uh, not just because I live there, but because it's a it provides for us an important tool of analysis. Um, some of you years ago may have read the book Megatrends by John Naisbitt. Now, he's done other variations on that theme, Megatrends for the Arts and Megatrends for Business. But he really was one of the first to engineer and to pioneer the whole practice of cultural analysis. And he did what he called cult, uh, uh, content analysis, where he'd look at how much content content in a given leading newspaper was devoted to certain themes, and then he could anticipate certain trends, and then he, of course, would advise businesses accordingly. And what, what, he, what he said in that book was very important, and, and we, we hear it almost all the time in the news. There are certain bellwether states and certain bellwether cities. What does that mean? You know, bellwether comes from nautical things, not matters nautical in the sea. And you know, when you hear the 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 bell on the buoy out way out off the uh, the water, you know, you know that that the wind is kicking up and storms are coming long before they actually hit you. And so there are certain things that if you do cultural analysis like I do and others do, uh, you learn to watch. You always watch California. You always watch Texas. You always watch New York. Those are bellwether states. Uh, So is Virginia on certain matters. Um, And now what's happening is that you have certain bellwether cities. And Nashville's definitely one of them. Now, I'm going to be bragging a little bit. I'm absolutely not apologizing for that. But I also want you to understand why Nashville's a bellwether city. And then learn to pay attention to bellwether cities like it and other bellwether trends. Because they'll help you anticipate what's happening in our society. If you had been watching the Grammys on uh, this this recent Grammy uh, program on the 10th, uh, you would have found these Nashville groups or artists uh, winning Grammys. It's I think it's the most for any one city, uh, certainly, in a long time, if at all. Black Keys, uh, Taylor, what's her name? <laughs> Taylor Swift, uh, T-Bone Burnett, Carrie Underwood, Little Big Town, Zach Brown Band, Kelly Clarkson, Jack White, Mumford & Sons, and Goat Rodeo Sessions, my favorite band. No, I'm teasing. But uh, all that to say, that is a huge, long list. And it, when you hear something like that coming out of one city, it indicates there's some kind of dynamo. There's some kind of a, of a centrifugal force that is uh, generating there uh, within that, that locality. But, but also, you can do the kind of content analysis that uh, John Naisbitt did. Uh, the New York Times recently said that Nashville... Uh, Nashville's latest big hit, they said in their title, could be the city itself because Nashville's remaking itself. Well, when the New York Times brags on a city, uh, pay attention. Uh, a Gallup poll recently ranked Nashville in the top five regions for job growth. Uh, a national entrepreneurs group called it one of the best places to begin a technology startup. Um, it's It's been in GQ. It's been in Vanity Fair. Um, it's just getting a massive amount of attention. So, What's going on? What's happening? Well, the trends that are happening in Nashville, good and bad, are, are things that are uh, important for us to know and, and as they are sort of translated out to the nations. Uh, first of all, there is a generational kind of shift happening in Nashville that is very, very important. Nashville actually lagged behind for a long time. Nashville was 
owned by the good old boy network and development was slowed. Um, old Southern families and wealthy men owned a lot of the land, a lot of the downtown area and kind of controlled city council, kind of controlled parts of the legislature. And so development didn't happen any faster than they wanted it to. And so you did not have the trendy, cutting edge, immediate kind of development that you had in other cities. So it lagged, it was slower. When it started to happen, it was further behind and this allowed a younger tribe to come in and play a role. So in Nashville, you have lots of factory buildings and old buildings that can be remade into very cool restaurants and studios and things like that. In other cities, they either would have already been taken over uh, or they would have been bulldozed. But again, we've got that lag where we, we're behind a bit. And what it's doing is it's allowing a younger entrepreneurial crowd to come in and exert influence. Whereas, as I say, in other cities, they'd be kind of locked out by earlier development that's happening. Why is this young crowd so important? It's because the two things that most draw the young, um, especially professionally, are very present and rising here in Nashville. One is technology and the other is the arts. Uh, it used to be when you spoke of leaders or you spoke to leaders that you use sports as your, as your metaphor. In fact, a generation before that, you used the military as your metaphor. Those coming out of World War II, those who fought in Korea, maybe even early Vietnam, you would always speak of the military. Uh, then for a generation moving a little bit beyond that, you'd use sports. Men were sports nuts. People understood sports. Sports were their heroes. Now, though, the metaphor is the arts. Uh, now you use arts. You, if you're going to talk about somebody gyrating wildly, let's say they're being electrocuted or let's say that uh, they just flip out drugs, alcohol, whatever, you'd say they were doing a Beyonce or something. In other words, uh, uh, arts and the art world is your metaphor. So Nashville's a city of the arts. That's increasingly so. Nashville's a city of performance and studios and um, all the all the music and entertainment industry kind of uh, uh, apparatus. Uh, and then, of course, as I've said, it's, it's also the technology corridor. Lots of performance venues. Uh, lots of places where you can walk the strip and hear live country music almost 24 hours a day. Now, I sound like a, maybe an advertising poster, but what I'm, what I'm really trying to say is is this, is this is what's happening with the 30-somethings, the 20 and 30-somethings. They're gravitating to that culture. Bev and I have gone to eat at some restaurants here in Nashville recently. We look around, and you know, Bev and I are in our 50s. We, we realize that almost everyone in the room is late 20s and early 30s. And the restaurant's not that inexpensive. So what's happening? That 20-ish, late 20-ish, 30-ish something crowd, they have more disposable income than they've had in quite a while. Uh, even with now that the economy is coming back, they're, 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 they're gaining ground, so to speak. And in Nashville, they can, they can exert more of an influence because, again, we've lagged. The old guard's dying off. Uh, the old estates, the old big money accounts, uh, the old family names are fraying a bit through inheritance and people moving off to other interests than just the family interests. And the music, the technology, and the 16 colleges and universities here are drawing uh, the young here. And so you've got, you've got Old South 
and you've got new, young, cool, and they're happening side by side. And you can, I can, I can literally take you out into certain neighborhoods. This is the cool area, East Nashville's, where they're buying the houses and doing the cool restaurants and trying to maintain some of the old. And then you can go to uh, other places in Franklin and Brentwood, which are sort of suburbs to Nashville, and they look like California, strip malls and so on, because that's where the older generation has built what it wants. So that's happening. And then you have a third factor that I'll mention briefly, and that is that government's getting involved and it's beginning to do some of the big anchor buildings and big projects and big urban renewal projects. And so, for example, we have a massive convention center here, just three blocks from my house. And uh, it's it's meant to draw. I mean, literally, you could have the Democrat or the Republican uh, convention here. You could have the biggest music tours in the world. You could have the biggest conventions in the world. Um, and the idea, of course, this building is much, much bigger than it needed to be. But the idea is that it will feed growth in the city. So all of those dynamics, government action uh, in spurring economic and, and cultural growth, uh, generational shifts... Uh, economic issues, and then certain industries, arts, etc., are dramatically shaping Nashville, and they are also trends in the society. We're dealing with the same cultural shift. We're dealing with the same uh, sort of uh, industrial arena shifts, uh, work shift, value shift, the value of the arts, um, and of course, we're dealing with the whole issue of technology. And I want you to hold on to that idea of the arts because that really is driving that generation. And it means that if an, a society, a city, a region is going to grow, it's going to have to have, it's going to draw the young arts venues. Nashville has some great venues, and it's also got one of the best arts museum in the world, the Frist, F-R-I-S-T. So this is why Nashville, this is why you saw Nashville so wonderfully represented on the Grammys. Uh, this is why uh, you're seeing such a dynamo here. You're hearing about a lot of stars uh, moving here. Uh, it's because there is this sort of dynamo of creativity and technology uh, and yet enough retro, enough old Southern homes being remodeled by rock stars and so on uh, that you maintain a kind of denim leather Nashville casualness. This is very much the future. So two things, come to Nashville and know the trends. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, and Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' and Rollin' podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.